Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today's principle is complex versus complicated. What's the difference and why should I care? So this is recorded while everyone was preparing their New Year's resolutions right before New Year's Eve. As I was researching what goes into New Year's resolutions, why they fail so often and what we can do about it, I came across the principle of complex versus complicated. The reason New Year's resolutions fail is that we think we're solving a complicated situation when really it's complex. So what's the difference and how did I discover this? It's a scientific principle and also based in business. It comes from a book called It's Not Complicated because it's complex. So let's take a look at what it really means. Complicated means that you have a situation where there's maybe a lot of moving parts, a lot going on, but if you pull it apart and look at it, you can actually figure out the principles, the rules, the procedures that you need to do in order to make this complicated system work. So a car engine is complicated, but if you knew the rules of car engines, then you could build one or repair one. Rocket science is a complicated science. It's got a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things you need to know. You need to have some people with smarts, but once you know the properties of flight, the properties of rocket engines, then you can create a reliable rocket engine. Other kinds of situations are complex, which means they also have a lot of moving parts, but they aren't reliable. They aren't predictable. They're constantly changing. Their parts interact with each other in unpredictable ways. So because a complex system isn't predictable, you can't just come up with a set of rules that are always going to work. You can't just think your way out of a complex problem. So in business management, complicated problems, you just solve them and you solve them once. Production issues or streamlining an assembly line, for example. But most business problems are complex because people are complex and people do business with each other. People aren't completely predictable. You can't just plug them in like a machine and have things work in a predictable way. So any kind of human situation is a complex situation. So complex problems are uncertain. You don't know how to predict them every time. And so what you do is instead of solving it, you manage it. That's the difference. So often our New Year's resolutions are complex problems, not complicated problems. We don't need to go get a new degree or new understanding about how to solve what it is we're trying to do. We need to find strategies to manage it because it's an ongoing thing. Think about some of the top resolutions that people have. They did a survey of people's New Year's resolutions, and they tended to fall in these categories. Getting in shape, dieting to lose weight, saving money, or eating more healthy. So those are the kinds of situations that are complex. Our human behavior makes it difficult to predict how to eat healthily on a regular basis, how to exercise on a regular basis, how to save money on a regular basis, because the environment that we have is constantly changing, because our own moods are constantly changing, because our own internal goals are constantly changing. Because this situation is in flux, it's difficult 
even when we're only dealing with ourselves, to follow through with a resolution. It's not a solvable problem. You don't solve the problem of losing weight once and for all because once you've lost the weight, you still have to eat the next day. We're always dealing with things that are on an ongoing basis, and so instead, we find ways to manage it. So how do we go about doing that? Now that we know, using this principle, that New Year's resolution, or many goals for that matter, tend to be complex problems and not complicated problems, we use the tools of management and looking at complex problems. What are those tools? Well, there's a couple of them. First of all, we can cluster our goals around a theme or a topic rather than saying, I'm going to accomplish this single goal. Instead of saying, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, which is not a thousand percent under our control. You can't predict exactly how much you're going to weigh when you stand on a scale. You can influence it for sure, but you can't predict it exactly. So instead of trying to solve this thing once and for all, we're going to create strategies and systems around this one theme. And that means that we want to bust open our old goals and we want to create new kinds of goals to cluster around. There's lots of different kinds of goals. You can have goals that are experimental goals, like I'm going to try this and see if this works. You can have exploration goals, like I'm going to do something new that I've never done before in this arena. You can have some skill goals, like, like I have a friend who got a running coach to learn how to run. That might sound silly, but it wasn't. It was awesome because she was doing things that she didn't realize were damaging her body, that were making her an inefficient runner. And once she got this running coach and learned how to run and improved her ability, she enjoyed running so much more. So there's a whole variety of kinds of goals that we can actually do. We can have attitude goals where we approach the same task that we are already doing, but with an improved, more positive attitude. We can have practice goals where we don't necessarily arrive, but we create time for practicing without the pressure of getting it right or getting it complete. Another thing that we can do besides having a cluster or a theme of goals and then having a whole bunch of different kinds of goals is to learn how to do a goal loop. We're going to be talking about that in our next couple of podcasts, but for now what's important to know about a goal loop is that you take your current efforts, whatever it is that you're moving toward with your theme or your your cluster of goals, and you take your current effort and you ask three questions about it. What went well about this particular effort and why? Why did that go well for me? What didn't go well? And what did you learn? When you ask those three questions, it takes your current efforts toward whatever goal you're you're moving toward, and it packages them up. It allows you to take a look at your efforts and see that you are progressing. Even though you are working on a problem that you can't solve once and for all, you're still progressing. It shows you what's happening and what you're learning and how you can adjust and be agile. Because working on complex goals isn't about the end. It's about staying engaged in the middle in a way that's sustainable. So just like a weight loss goal isn't just something that's a once and done, you're just going to do it. You're going to have to find a way to make it sustainable. That's why it's complex and that's why these strategies work so well. Because the principle of complex versus complicated is a principle, that means you can apply it a lot of different ways. 
So for example, in your relationship with your kids, if you've decided that your arena or your theme or your cluster of goals that you want to work on is to not yell at them so much, then instead of just making a goal to not yell at your kids ever, you can create a cluster of little teeny tiny goals around your relationship with your kids. When you have this kind of a theme, it's almost like you have this little decision helper following you around saying, okay, right now you're angry, you're frustrated. I can lower my voice a little bit because this is my season of not yelling at my kids. This is my season of lowering my voice. This is my season of patience. This is my season of taking it down just a little notch as I deal with whatever it is that I'm dealing with. And those little teeny tiny decisions along the way help you progress a little more toward your goal. A relationship with your kid isn't a complicated thing. It's not something that we can think our way through and solve once and for all. It's something that we manage on an ongoing basis. And so the strategies around complex situations apply better than the rules around complicated situations. We want to stay engaged with our relationships just the same way we want to stay engaged with our New Year's resolutions. It also helps me to have more examples of what's complex and what's complicated. So a car engine is complicated, but traffic is complex. It's unpredictable. You can influence it and do some things, but it's always changing and there's no way you can completely control it. A watch is complicated, but it's predictable. If you understand how to do watches, if you have the intelligence, if you have the skills, you can create or repair a watch. People are complex. They're unpredictable. There's a lot of interactions. There's a lot of layers of things going on. You can influence people, but there's no way that you can completely control them or to do anything once and for all with a person. So as you're setting your goals or your New Year's resolutions, one of the best things you can do is actually take a look at, is this goal complicated or is it complex? If it's complicated, pull it apart, find what works, find the principles, find the rules, and then follow those rules. If it's complex, find a way to manage the ongoing fluctuating nature of this goal and create a cluster of different kinds of goals that help you stay engaged with your goal. And that's our principle for the day, complex versus complicated. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.